So this is Chris Emanuel of MMA UK, and I'm joined today by the one and only Jay the Nightmare Shepherd. How are you doing today, Jay? Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. Uh, let's welcome into the cage, Jay Shepherd. I think stars above, I know that we're going to make it. I think stars above, I know, I know. Field to get some on the real, we appear to get gone. Victory is ours. Bring the chip home. Galactic, and I'm looking to get more. Raise it up, seeing what you don't know. Running like the blood pumping from the pressure of a dream in the rush. We crush whatever we touch. Where you been, y'all? Everyone know. And if you still don't get it, let it chill for a minute. Time is money, trust me, man. I'm all business. And if you want something done, do yourself to get it finished. Wake up, victory's mine. On top, still on the grind. Gotta go get it right now. Holla at me, with me. It's time. It'll take over doubt, we gon' make it. Show the world that it's shining our greatness. Keep it real, never gon' fake this. Till we make it, till we make it. Taking off, flying high like a spaceship. Take a chore, take a shot, what you waiting for? Keep it real, never gon' fake this. Till we make it, till we make it. Second verse, I'm telling you I'm ready to go, letting you know Cause I'm never been alone, the ones that I roll with Are incredibly known for getting down to the nitty gritty If you're really let's go Moves made, dues paid, most talk but don't do a thing We certified, observers I come through and give a true display We champions, understand me, standing under a victory canopy Canopy, the enemy was hit the keys, ready to drive at top speed, let's get it out Wake up, victory's mine, on top, still on the grind Gotta go get it right now, holla at me if you with me, it's time Take over doubt, we gon' make it. Show the world that it's shining our greatness. Keep it real, never gon' fake this. Till we make it, till we make it. Taking off, flying high like a spaceship. Taking chore, take a shot, what you waiting for? Keep it real, never gon' fake this. Till we make it, till we make it. I thank the stars above. I know that we're gon' make it. I know the clouds below my feet. Let's three hard for We have a winner. In the blue corner, let's hear it for Jaru Shepherd, ladies and gentlemen, your contenders, welterweight champion. Jake, who have you got to thank? Who do you want to give a shout out to? I'd like to thank you for um, interviewing me, Chris, man. You know, I've always had time for you, man. And our, our banner on Facebook, yeah, with football and stuff, <laughs> it's legendary. Obviously, <laughs> shout-outs shout outs to, shout to Fist Prince right there. They're doing my workouts, you know. London Fight Factory, yeah. Jeremy Petley, my coach. Martin Island, Danny Beaver, Alex Montagnani. Um, just, oh, there's so many names, man. Oh, my new sponsor, Vital Goods. And um, my, my, um, my sponsor, Management. Now new is Dom Dom Hadi, yeah Dominic Hadi. He sorts that out, you know. So, got shouts to them. Um, shouts to the Tea House Theater as well, my other sponsor, Valerio Clothing, my other sponsor, 
And um, I'm gonna give you a clear, man. Even shout out to RDX, man, because they 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 sent me a few things, you know. Shout outs to me as well. Yeah. How about your big sponsor? Oh. Sorry guys, I'm Morphos Cosmetic. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. And um black sheep dispensaries. Yeah, my CBD sponsor, you know. The good stuff right there. Yeah. The nightmare, the nightmare sleeps as well, you know. He he makes people sleep, but he sleeps as well. He makes himself sleep. Jay Shepard, you truly are the nightmare, but you are the number one nightmare. Don't let anyone else tell you anything differently. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Thank appreciate you so, it so much. Honestly, I'm gonna go get a massage with no happy ending. <laughs> and on that note we are going this is Chris Emanuel for MMA UK and this is Jay the Nightmare Shepherd and we are signing out thank you very much Jay thank you brother take care We're live, and this episode of the show is dedicated to D Jay Shepherd. Uh, Peter, do you want to tell us about our sponsor, Fight Fuel? I would if I could find it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the MMA UK Late Show is sponsored by Fight Fuel. Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists, former martial artists, and all combat sport athletes. The aim we of the can't hear you, Peter. Can't hear me. You hear me now, Katie? Right. I'll go. You just continue, right? Okay. Um, Peter will go and come back. <laughs> it's not us unless there's a technical hitch, and then hopefully we'll hear about fight fuel in a in a minute. But um, we've got enough to. <laughs> Lewis, when I sent through all the stuff we were going to try and cover today, <laughs> you seemed a bit panicked. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there. I think there's a lot to cover, and. Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've got to be up for work at six o'clock in the morning. So I think with everything we put on that list, we could realistically <laughs> be going until then. So that that was the thing. But at the same time, I'm quite excited as well because there has been a lot of good fights over the last two weeks, a lot of big events. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting into it and having a chat about it tonight, especially because obviously we've had some successful Welsh fighters. So I know uh, Peter Knox always takes the piss a little Welsh bit. Welsh fighters, uh, <laughs> fighters from the UK. So well. well we're going to talk about all of them. So we we weren't um, we weren't <laughs> here last week. So we've missed two five one, and we didn't do a show after Wednesday show. So we've got all of the Brits to cover. So instead of doing a full review of all three cards, we're just going to touch on the Brits. We've got two fantastic Welsh guys with us tonight. Aside from Lewis, we've got the fantastic Ricky Wright. Thanks for joining us, Ricky. Oh, anytime. Um, thank you for asking me on, uh, like about ten minutes ago. But you know, I had nothing. <laughs> I had I had nothing better to do. I'm not like Lewis. I don't have a real job anymore. <laughs> so just just rub her in, Lewis. See if I can. But pleasure to be on. Anyway, thanks for inviting me. And uh, well, you said you don't have a real job, but I did see that you were you were MCing in Sweden. There's a fight show out there a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks ago was a show called Fight Club Rush. Um, 
doing really big things in Swedish MMA. Uh, a lot of the uh, Swedish fighters are coming through this promotion out, like uh, Hamzat Shizev, who recently made his debut against Sean Phillips, fought on a previous Fight Club Rush show. So they're doing big things, and it was it's pretty mad being out in Sweden uh, to be part of a behind the clothes doors show. So, you know, making yeah. history, and uh, it's good fun. I'm I'm glad that you were back in action anyway, even if not for us yet. <laughs> well, it's 14 days quarantine since I come back because Sweden are still on the banned list. That's a bit so harsh, isn't it? I'm free to go out tomorrow. Like, and I, I've stayed in <laughs> from the last two weeks, honestly. I've only been to like Barnard Castle and back, so that's allowed. Got my eyes <laughs> tested. Well, Chris and Frankie, we apologise that you could hear Peter. It might have been a difficult show if we couldn't hear him, though. So, Peter, I think we've got your sound back now. I hope so. Can you hear me now? Yeah, hear you now. Um, I was just there. about to introduce Danny. Danny, your uh, first time on The Late Show. Thanks for coming on. Cheers for having me on. Super excited to be back out with my uh, lockdown Heidi Hall. It's about time. And unlike Lewis, you've actually had a lockdown haircut. I have. I have. I couldn't be seen dead on air, to be honest. I think that's what put me off coming on. Couldn't be seen dead with my hair, uh, with my big mop. <laughs> and Lewis, you told us all that you're getting a haircut tomorrow. So my First thing tomorrow. Is, viewers, if you want to comment, Lewis is getting his haircut at 9am tomorrow. Let him know <laughs> what haircut he should be going for. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, colours as well. So yeah, if you want him to go blonde, everyone. Let us I could know. get I could get the frosted Peter. tips. I could be persuaded for a few frosted tips. <laughs> Was it Freddie Lundberg who used to have those? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Peter, do you want to tell us about Fight Fuel now that the four of us can hear you? Yeah, can I? You got to the end. Is that the best introduction you can do? <laughs> what? Ricky, Ricky, show how you introduce me to the show. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on to the MMA UK show, Peter Knox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty incredible, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Ricky on every week just to introduce the staff and then you can fuck off. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like I'm only good for one thing. I'm only good for one thing. He makes Ricky do that every time he comes on. <laughs> it's good advertising. Exactly. He'll, he'll get, a, he'll get a, a new gig to that now as well. Oh, Some, thank you. You will. The job offer to be flowing and now you have a proper job now. The MMA, the MMA UK <laughs> effect. <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose I better get on with oh. the sponsor thing before the... Don't sponsor yeah, us any longer. We've got quite a bit to crack on with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Fight Fuel is a supplementing clothing company founded by martial artists for martial artists and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to spy supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train, perform, and win. And if you use MMA UK 15, you'll get a 15% discount at fightfuel.co.uk. And it's good stuff as well. I um, take so it. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'm what a do you take? I'm a corporate hoe. I drink. I take anything. Fuel, <laughs> fuel UK, fuel. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Reza said he can't believe you're on. Long time no see, Ricky. Oh, Reza, he's, he's a cool guy. He's, he's, he lives in Sweden, but he's from London. And uh, he, he goes to, he covers all the Swedish MMA shows. So he, he's pretty good. Hi, Reza. Yeah, he comments on a lot of our videos. So it's always good to know that he's tuning in. I want your wish one, guys. You should go for an. A Gaza haircut, Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Get voting, people. <laughs> right, let's let's crack on because we've got a ton of fights to get through and it's giving me palpitations. We're live on Facebook and Twitter, so drop us your questions and we'll show them on the screen. Anything we miss, we'll try and cover. But let's start with last night and let's start with the first UK guy on the card, which was obviously Brett Johns. Oh, he makes it so easy to be a fan, doesn't he? Lewis, tell us about this fight. One ginger to another, he got he got the win, you know. Um <laughs> it was it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest, but win's a win. I think I read on his Instagram he posted um anyone can be knocked down but anyone can't get back up. And that that's that was I think the moral of the story. It, it wasn't his best performance. He he got he got stung in the first round, but he hustled, came back. And, and ground out the last two rounds and, and rightfully got the win, I thought. So, really happy for Brett. Obviously, 2-0 for Shaw Mixed Martial Arts. Um, two bantamweights who really have got a lot of promise again in the top 10, getting wins. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought Brett, did he, he did what he needed to do. Like I said, it wasn't pretty, but a win's a win and uh, very happy for him. I didn't think it was as bad as he was saying, though. He was like, he did. I mean, he yeah. said exactly that about it, it, like about it being boring or something. Like, I didn't think it was like that at all. I don't know. Whether opponent it was as well. I was kind of on the edge of my seat with excitement, yeah. but it, it was um, a tough I opponent as well. Was, yeah, Montel really, really long for the weight, very big. He had those huge hands. He was getting a lot of grips on Brett, and I think it's a it's a big milestone for Brett to, to take a victory like that. So. Like I said, onwards and upwards for Brett now, and uh, hopefully he's going to look to take someone in the top 15, top 10 next, I would think. Yeah, very mature performance, like tactically, just looked very spot on. Ricky, tell me what you thought of it. Um, I'm just going to echo what Lewis said, really. It was a tough fight. Um, he knew that going in. The guy he's fighting is far more physically imposing. He's got, the, as you said, the big hands, I think. They touched upon last night that he wore triple XL gloves. That's the same size <laughs> For gloves. Weight. Yeah, that's the same size gloves as... Um, as uh, the, Garner? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the biggest, like... Uh, when I MC the IMAFs, there's this one guy called um, Pasha Karanev and Kagachev, and he has, like, <laughs> triple X gloves and, they, and then complains... They're too small for him. And uh, we, we, we invented like five XL gloves just for this guy. And and that just shows how like he's abandoned with triple XL gloves and the grip strength that he has. And he just held Brett's hand a lot of the times. But yeah, yeah as, as Lewis, to echo what Lewis said again, uh, he got put down in the first round. He kept calm. He got back up and he he clearly won the second and third Thing is, a lot of people. There's a few dodgy MMA fans on Twitter last night saying it was a boring fight. But at the end of the day, Brett's not going to fight this guy's game. Why would he fight this guy's game when he's got his own game and uh, he executed the the game plan 
uh, second and third round and uh, got the win. And it was uh, 29-28, perfect judging. Um, can't go yeah. wrong. And now he onwards and afterwards. He's 5-2 and two in the UFC now. That's, that's a great uh, record for you. See, the two guys he's lost to, Aljamain Sterling and yeah. the other lad, I can't think of his name now, are, are both in the top 10. And yeah. sparking out guys like Cody Galbrandt. So yeah. I'd love to see him fight them. I'd love to see Brett fight Cody Galbrandt next. How good would that be? Brett, can I ask you a Cody question? Right? Be the most called out fighter on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, can I ask so you a question? What If it wasn't for the knockdown in the first round, how would you have scored the first round? Up until the knockdown, uh, I think Brett was winning because he had the control on the cage. But... Uh, you know, um, I've been to a few of Mark Goddard's um, judging courses, and you know, if you're close, whoever's closest to finishing the fight gets the gets the round. And uh, obviously, with the knockdown, that that gave the round to uh, to his opponent. Yeah, I think what okay. Montel Jackson. Yeah, that's the one. What what I want to get across, Rick, is uh, other than that, it was it was a pretty much a perfect performance. It was one I won a stinging one, two that dropped him, but. Other than that, he was pretty pretty much in control the whole way through. I thought. <coughs> I, I liked how he, he he said to his uh, striking coach, uh, uh, James Wallace. He said, um, "Yeah, this is this is every time you tell me to stop blocking punches in my face, and and that's what, what happened." <laughs> but Brett took some big shots. He took a he took a, a knee in I think it was the third round as well. And he just he's tough as nails. Brett is he, he's so tough, and. Um, he didn't even flinch. Okay, he went he went down, but he he was so calm off his back, and he took a few elbows, and and that was it. He tied his opponent up, worked his way back to his feet, and uh, it was a you can't argue with that performance. I'm super proud of of Brett and and Chef that he got the win, and they got no fingernails left from fighting <laughs> and watching. Yeah, I think we all kind of like took a collective. The three of us were talking on group chat at the time when he got knocked down, and I, oh, I think my heart stopped for a minute, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, panic stations, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, but he recovered so well from it, and I just don't think he, he put in a really mature performance, and I thought the game plan was excellent. Yeah, can't ask for nothing more uh, from Brett for my fight. I mean, like with someone who's. Uh, of the stature of his opponent, if it was something different, like uh, it'd be a different fight altogether. But you you can't fight a, a physically imposing guy with uh, excellent striking <laughs> at his own game. It's just it's just crazy yeah. talks. And and you know, if you look back to Brett's first fight in the UFC against the the Korean fella Quack, Quack, um, Quack. that was an exciting fight because it. He, he he fell into Brett's style, and it was a good stylistic matchup. Yeah. You can't you can't be uh, entertaining in every fight. I thought it was entertaining, but obviously, I did as well. And, and Chris's comment there wasn't a boring fight. A crowd there yeah. would have been loud, and I agree with that. Yeah, like uh, I, you know, and I think we're all emotionally invested in Brett because. He, he, he kind of drags you on his journeys with him because he's he's so passionate yeah. and you just you just feel like part of his club, like you know. 
How do you feel about the UFC taking on his motto and whenever he's fighting now, it's the anyone can get it to I love that the UFC branded him as that as well. That's, it's, it's bad because Brett obviously is a big Swansea City fan, boo, and a big Welsh, big Welsh football fan. And he, he goes on the away days. He, you know, he, he, he wears the Stone Island and he... And he, uh, he often gets a police escort to the away matches. You know, he, he lives that life, and uh, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a gimmick, but it's like a real gimmick, you know. So it's not really a gimmick because that was who yeah. he is. But they they they're using that to sell him, and I think it's great, you know. And and I'm sure when he fights in front of a full crowd again, it'll be a, a stand full of people in the Welsh bucket hats and stuff. So. Is it, if they're using that to market him better, then then great, great. I'm sure he'll have got a boatload of fans from the fact that, you know, all these people in the US who maybe don't always watch the UFC are watching now there's no other live sport on and he's exactly the sort of person, like you say, that will drag him on, on your journey with him. Uh, you just really want him to do well. Yes, yeah. salt and vinegar. Salt and vinegar. <laughs> you might have to mute yourself for a while. <laughs> all I all I hear then was deep fried Mars bar, salt and vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be where you are right now. You do. Yeah. You like the shower soup as well. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Peter? So, so let's before you move on. Let's move on. No, oh, no, don't move on. Because Brett John, right? You need to give him a lot of credit because you had two losses in a row against two monsters. They were both decisions, and the way he came back as well with two wins in a row, absolutely brilliant. And I think he yeah. does deserve a big, big fight, as Ricky was saying. Get him somebody big next. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, he's got. He absolutely, but his heart he showed in that fight as well. Just, it's gonna take a lot to put him away. So, do you know? Do you know, yeah. do, do you know what's pretty cool though? Because he's already fought twice this year now, and he's got plenty of room left this year to have another fight. Uh, they're talking about another fight island in September, October. He'll have three fights in the UFC this year, and the most he's had in a UFC in one year is two fights in a year. But in a year of a pandemic, he'll have three fights. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe... What I was going to say as well, with touching on Eric, is that for the British fighters who do go over there and get a win now, there's no better time for them to get a win because obviously they've had yeah. not, not the perfect training camps. It's been a struggle for everyone. I know everyone's in the same boat, but those guys who do get a win, they're going to come into a full training camp after the pandemic, and that's going to give them a lot of momentum. So I think... And it's not sort of to say that the guys who lost are going to be in a bad position, but I think those guys who do get wins now when they're not able to train and having all these obstacles in the way, when they do get these wins now, I think it, it really does give them a lot of momentum moving forward and, and going on at the rest of the end of the year, really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there, Lewis. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to Nad, who was on the card last night. Um, the three of us stayed up to watch it. <laughs> And um, yeah, kind, kind of heartbroken. It was um, it was tough. Did you watch this one, Danny? I did. Yeah, I thought it was a great fight. I mean, obviously, you guys are probably heavily invested on him, so you might be watching it a bit uh, a bit different to me. But I thought it was a great fight. I mean, it was explosive. 
he, he gave of it all. I just think that the different level was quite obvious by by the time the fight was finished. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I think I didn't know an awful lot about Grant Dawson before the fight, and then when the commentators were say kept using words like special and you know all, all these other adjectives to describe him, and like obviously that submission and yeah, like he's got a, a ridiculous number of rear naked chokes in like his career. So Nad did so well to go the distance and he's so durable and he's so tough and he never gave up. And even right to the end, yeah. he was looking for, you know, looking to put him away because he knew that's yeah. what he had to do. What did you think of the fight, Ricky? I thought, um, as you said, uh, the commentators were really big enough uh, his opponent Dawson, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be hearing a lot more of of Dawson. Uh, Nad is such mm. a strong guy, and uh, this this fight was a catchweight as well, so I, I'm not sure what the catchweight yeah. was. But it looked fifty. It was it, at one fifty, but I don't know why. It it looked it looked like Dawson was a far bigger guy than him as well, and and at times yeah. Nad looked very small compared to him. So yeah. I I take nothing away from that. This this Dawson's going to be a contender in the lightweight division. I can't see him making featherweight because Nad's a big featherweight, no. and so I I just think take the loss on the chin, fight back at featherweight where you're more comfortable, and uh, just go from there. Yeah, Lewis, I know you were cheering Nad on as well. Didn't go away. Yeah. It's one of those, and I don't think this... It, it wasn't a bad loss, like you said. He kept going till the end. He showed a lot of heart. He, he was actually pressing the action at the end as well. So I think there's a lot of encouraging signs. Yeah. He wasn't. He lost, but he wasn't defeated. He wasn't beaten, I, I suppose, is the way you're looking at it. He, he gave his all. And, yeah, um, yeah it, it's a bit... You know, it sucks that he's got two losses in a row now. But at the same time, he's he's a level of competitor where I think you know that's only going to inspire him. We said, obviously, Brett had two losses in a row last year. And... He's fighting better than ever now. So I think Nad will take a little bit of time and um, have, a, have a kind of reassess. Definitely back to featherweight and see what damage he can do because he's definitely got a lot of potential and, you know, a really good fighter. So I know he's, he's got a lot of fans down here um, and in Bristol. So we all want to see Nad do well and, and get back uh, in the win column. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything to add to that, Peter, before I move no, on? No, he did. He was rooting for Nad all the way through, but he did take it. I yeah. disagree with Lewis. I think he did take a bit of a beating and all that, but he, as I say, he fought his heart out and got to the end. And you should maybe, as Lewis say, take a bit of a time out. To, we always say if you lose three in a row, you've got a chance of being cut for the UFC. So maybe just take a time out and recharge the batteries and decide where to go and go from, from here. But no, yeah. I, was, I was rooting for him. He showed a lot of heart, but we say they've always said that with fighters that lose, don't we? But just, um, yeah. I don't know where he goes from here. Chris. So. Chris said that Nad had trouble getting inside. I ju yeah, I, ju I just think he was... Gosh, he kept on his knees, well were... Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was just... It, it was difficult for him to get inside, but tough night for Nad, but he'll be back. Um, and then somebody else who was up against some really stiff competition was Mark Diakese. Um It was... <laughs> An excellent fight, one fight of the night. He put up an amazing post as well, saying, um, Dana, thanks for the 50 Gs. 
this will allow me to take some time off to become a better fighter. And I thought, what a way to look at it that he's just accepted that loss and he just thinks, okay, well, I need to go back to the gym and improve to 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 walk away with the win because it was it was a, a fairly close fight. I've seen I've seen people say that um, that Fiziev walked away with it, but. And we obviously knew a lot about his kickboxing credentials coming into it. What did you make of the fight, Lewis? It was a great fight, wasn't it? I you know, really enjoyed it. I think one thing about, obviously, another decision lost. So it, it's another case. Um, well, I know Peter didn't agree last time, but, you know, you, he lost his fight, but he wasn't sort of beaten up and, and quit. So that's always a positive sign for me. And um, one thing we know about Mark is that when he does lose, he always learns and, and comes back stronger. I mean, I remember... He lost to, uh, I think it was Dan Hooker. He got a bad gear team before and then went away and worked really hard with his jiu-jitsu. And uh, we, we saw that in the last fight with Duffy that he you know, really improved his ground game. So I think Mark yeah. is the kind of guy who does learn from his mistakes. Uh, win or learn, you know, our old motto. I think he does that well. And um, yeah, it was, a, yes. it was a great fight. He'll take his 50 Gs and um, look forward to seeing him get back in there. I mean, as for his opponent, Pfizer, I mean, <laughs> those body kicks were like literally a baseball bat hitting something. It was. It was disgusting. Oh, here, really. I just thought how tough like yeah. Mark was to because I know I've always known about his flashy kicking and style, but to see him just be that tough in there, and obviously that yeah. was a, a shot of the Matrix style. I am. Um, <laughs> um, I, I emceed um, Fiziev uh, two years ago in Kazakhstan on Titan FC, and he knocked his opponent out with a body cut, body kick that night. Yeah. So when I saw he's matched up with Dia Casey, I thought, ooh, this is going to be a good fight. And um, yeah. if, if you get a chance, look at the Titan FC 51 Kazakhstan. Look for Fiziev's uh, body kick knockout. And uh, expect to see a lot more of him as well. And uh, again, Mark Dia Casey, he'll be back. He's got a great team around him. And uh, and uh, as Lewis touched upon earlier, he He's someone who, who who gets better and learns from his mistakes in the past. So there we go. Even when he loses, yeah. he's so entertaining. I mean, we were just touching yeah. about maybe if you get three losses in a row, you have got a chance of being cut from the UFC. I don't think he he'd even get mentioned of getting cut with three losses. But he, the way he does lose, so it's definitely only going up for him. Yeah. No, I I, I enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy. <laughs> One of our fellow countrymen losing, but it was a great fight and I'm really pleased for him that he got the bonus. Hopefully that makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Uh, you're getting a um, a hello, Ricky, on the screen. <laughs> uh, sir, that's the next BKB world champion heavyweight bo uh, beer knuckle we boxer. We had him on the show recently. Geraint, <laughs> the sloth, legend of Welsh MMA. The, the, the nice, to, nice to see you watching, Geraint. <laughs> so a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about from last night. Um, one was the Joe Duffy retirement after his loss. What do we think of that? Well, Joe Duffy, um, they call him Irish Joe Duffy, but he's actually, he, he moved to Abouville, the same village Lewis is from when he was four and he's lived there all his life yeah. and, he, and he has a thicker Welsh accent than me and Lewis combined. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
I, I, I remember watching Duffy when he was like 15 in the old grappling strike tournaments and there was a lot of hype around him there. He actually won an amateur fight with a twister, um, which is completely illegal. But <laughs> his coach was the referee, so who cares? <laughs> and this was like 2004, so no one, no one, you know, no one bat an eyelid. Um, yeah. Nobody knew where a twister was. He just saw the was. guy tapping. So he just saw <laughs> the guy tapping. But it's a it's a shame, really, because I remember like Richard Shaw, uh, Shaky was Joe Duffy's main training partner at the early stages of their careers, and he was saying that Duffy will be a world champion one day. And I don't think he was wrong in the sense that like Joe has the ability, but somewhere along the line, wherever he was, like he took a couple of years is out in between to, to, to do pro boxing but somewhere he's just not the same he charged in for the takedown with his uh, and got guillotined and someone of Duffy's stature that's not something you do when you're mentally when you're when you're on fire you know when you yeah. when you're mentally tough there's a such a mistake to make someone that, of that caliber you know and this um, yeah. he'll know it himself and um, it was shaping up to be a good fight, and I was gutted because I really wanted to see him do well. Really wanted a bounce back, and I think there was a marketing potential of getting Connor versus Duffy two in the future. Uh, but that will never happen now because he's retired. So uh, gutted really because he's never he never reaches full potential that he did when he was fifteen year old boy twistering people. Yeah, it it is a shame, and I think you could actually hear that in the retirement message itself, um, which was pretty sad, wasn't it, Lewis? Yeah, it's, it's very sad, and I think Ricky hit the nail on the head. It's, it's unfulfilled potential with Joe. You know, he's got so many skills in every area um, that that he could have he could have gone on so much better. And for me, I, I do kind of hold out a little bit of hope that he does reconsider because Same you know he's. He's he's only thirty two. He's he's not taking too much damage. Um, I think maybe with three fights in a row, losing is a bit of a dent in his confidence. But in terms of the skills he's got, he's definitely still capable of going right the way to the top of the lightweight division. I I believe. Um, and like I said, when you when you talk about, I know obviously they call him Irish Joe Duffy, but he, he did come up in Wales, and a lot of the people here when they think about MMA in in the early days, they think about you know Jack Marshman and Joe Duffy. These kind of guys, so it's kind of sad to see him go out on a loss like that. Um, but like I said, I hope he does reconsider. I think, you know, maybe, maybe a sort of fresh outlook with a new camp or a new promotion. I think he, he can still go on to be a champion. I mean, there's there's promotions outside of the UFC. You go to Bellator, one championship, or even still flourish within the UFC. So I, I hope Joe reconsiders an entertaining fight there, all the potential in the world. And um, yeah, I'd love to see him have a couple more fights. To be honest with you. What I think he's struggling with is he just can't get it to click in there. And I think he's just become frustrated with himself. Like he said, he felt like he had an amazing camp. Everything went right. The, like the, the weight cut was fine. And then he gets in there and it 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 didn't work out for him. And I, I, see, I think he's just... i seen someone comment on a, on a post regarding Joe's retirement that maybe you should seek help from like a sports psychologist and um, he works I, I remember when uh, Mark Goddard used to be a, a pro fighter back in the day long time ago Mark the Shark Goddard you kill me for saying that because he hates his nickname 
But <laughs> I remember when he he had a few losses, uh, and then he went to see a sports psychologist, and he was a different fighter. He ended up fighting a guy, uh, Ivan the Terrible, an Italian fighter, and, and absolutely smashing him. Thank, and then uh, that guy got signed to the UFC then, and Mark was repping him. So it's mad, like. <laughs> Uh, but like it worked for Mark, and I think maybe going down the sports psychology route would would work in wonders too. You, you see, with darts players, you see with darts players, they know they get like the yips and they can't throw the dart anymore. Um, yeah. And then they go see a sports psychologist, and they it, it's a fresh lit. Maybe that's something. That's yeah. something for to think about. Who knows. I, I just I, think he was yeah. unlucky. I mean, oh, before yeah. we walked into that guillotine, it was it was turning out to what could have been a brilliant fight. It's, so. it's just not the the kind of mistake that we would expect him to make. Like I I don't know. It's it's it's, it's like he had a lapse of concentration. Like you say, the the beginning of the fight was going well. Um, it, I guess he's just maybe feels like he's every every time he's lost he's gone away and tried to address it and nothing's worked but i don't believe you know, in retirements in mma so um, he, could, yeah, sure well, he, he, he can join connor in a retirement home can't he they can have a cup of tea together and oh. talk about old times since they're both retired now so but I, I think um, says... sorry honey okay yeah i mean it probably is when you've got a run of bad form how do, how do you make yourself feel confident when you go in? It's kind of like a vicious circle, isn't it? But Mahudin said it's, it's sports people have bad phases, especially with a, full, a sport evolving so fast. Darren Stewart was the same, but he kept at it and fixed his ways. And it's, it's true, the sport is evolving really quickly. And you've got to stay in love with it as well. Um, and it's, it's not fun losing. So I, I wish him all the best for now, but I agree with you boys. He he will be back and we'll be very happy to see him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so Katie, a, a lot of Katie, other stuff Katie, happened last night as well. Uh, Katie, go Katie, on. hang on. Before you move on, we've got another question, which should be a good one. There you go. What do you fellows think about the criticism from fans and some media aimed at some of the judges and refs on Fight Island? Lewis, I'll come to you first. It's, it's a very good question, actually. Um, I think people obviously get angry when the decisions don't go the way they think it should have gone. But it's it's a difficult job, isn't it? Like you said, it's not something that just anyone can do. There's lots of interpretation when it comes to judging and opinion in a lot of ways as well. So it's it's a tough job. It's I the can't same hear you, every... Lewis. Oh, can you hear me, guys? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, Vicky, Vicky can't hear Lewis. Vicky, why don't you leave and come back then? <laughs> oh, good, good call. <laughs> but no, I um, think it's the same in every sport, isn't it? That when, when the decisions go the wrong way, people always blame the ref. It's, it's just the nature of sport in some, yeah. some cases, I think. But, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I, I think you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and um, you, you've got to stick with them because they only get better the more confidence you show in them a lot of the time. So I, I don't believe in sort of criticising them too heavily. No. Unless the, unless Judging it's consistent, my... yeah. So unless it, you know well. con consistent mistakes, constant, 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 then they can look at it. But the one-off or even a couple, you can't really say much about it. 
Yeah. So the, like, there's kind of two instances that, that stood out, really. One was the, the judging on the Max Holloway um, Volkanovski fight. That came in for a lot of criticism. A lot of people thought that Max won that. Um, and the the other like big discussion point was the um, Leon Roberts uh, I, stoppage of Aldo. Can I McKay. say about Can I say about Leon Roberts? People yeah. are, within the UFC are talking like like Dana White and a few of the fans are like who's Leon Roberts? Um, and, they and they're criticizing him big time. Uh, a lot of these people, Leon Roberts refereed his first UFC over 10 years ago, right? And do you know mm -hmm. why do you know why they haven't heard of Leon Roberts? Because you only ever hear of referees when they mess up. Now yeah. he's refed the UFC for over 10 years and hasn't put a single foot wrong. Um a lot of people think he had a bad night with Aldo. Um uh, they should have stopped it earlier. But at the end of the day, it was the first time he's ever been flagged by anyone. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing about the, the, the European-based officials is they're not protected by a sanctioning, a sanctioning body like yeah. the American referees are. So they are hired by the UFC and fired by the UFC. And, um, and uh, yeah, so the only reason you've ne people have never heard of Leon Roberts um, is because he's never he's never put a foot wrong in ten years of yeah. refereeing in the UFC and fifteen years plus of refereeing MMA and so there we go. I mean, don't get me wrong. You like, like of course, Mark Mark Gordon never makes mistakes, but everybody knows Mark because he's very outspoken and he's and and uh, yeah and he very opinionated and and does a lot of work coaching people. But Leon has always stayed in the back and he's never put a foot wrong. So there we go. Um, it, it'd be a shame if he doesn't get used think, by the UFC again. I think, yeah, it'd be a travesty. But, it's, but to me, the irony is the last... Nobody, Sorry? they've no said... He's, uh, the, the UFC, they've no said they've sacked him. I know Dana said, I want to get rid of him. But there's no been an official statement. But Leon's no referee to fight something. So we don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're, they're waiting for the dust to settle or something. But to, but to me, the the irony of it being that particular fight was the last big controversy that I can remember with was Keith Peterson uh, supposedly stopping Dominic Cruz too early in the bantamweight title fight that Cejudo won and here we are a fight for the vacant bantamweight title <laughs> we're saying it was stopped too late you're damned so if you do and you're damned if you don't Exactly, and especially people always say in title fights as well. Somebody like Aldo is a legend, you know. That I I get both sides of the argument, but he kept moving I, position. I feel like, yeah, I feel like moving. there was there's enough of a, an argument, and he was he was with it enough and defending himself enough. I'd, and I don't I don't think there's there's any need for him not to have been refereeing the the future fight islands. Um, but even Dan Moverheady, um, who obviously is a friend of mine, and I think he's like the the best referee that that I watch. I th I think he's incredible, and he he was uh, refereeing the Modestus fight, 
Um, and that was the one that ended with elbows. And then it was all very strange because the guy was trying to say they were illegal elbows. Then he couldn't get up. And then he fell through the cage door and Bisping was doing his pieces that he didn't know the door had opened. And Dan was getting loads of stick online for that. So who Listen, would be a referee? <laughs> da Dan, Dan was spot on. Um, yeah, he going. Like, uh, he was great positioning, clear, the, concise. The, I don't need to see the replay. I know where yeah, it landed. It was like, I, I could see watching live that they weren't 12 to 6 elbows. And they weren't on the back of the head. Have you, have you, have any of you seen the diagram of what consists of yes. the back of the head? Yeah. Exactly. So you know, you know that he wasn't getting clocked in the back of the head. And his last fight on Cage Warriors before going to the UFC finished the same way. That's something he specialised in: is uh, uh, off his back, elbow in in the side of the head, and for the win and there's something he's obviously um drilled extensively yeah they they weren't nine they weren't 12 uh till sixes and they weren't on the back of the they head weren't back of the head and dan we could was see perfect. where they were the camera like I, zoomed in on the big red lump uh, <laughs> from yeah. his ear. and I, I think dan was perfect and um and clearly, clearly Dana White and the, the hierarchy of the UFC think so too because they awarded Medeskas a bonus. So they yeah. see nothing wrong with it. A hundred percent. Shout it's out just, to Medeskas as well. That... Yeah, brilliant finish. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Come on to him. He's a oh, superstar. I love him to bits. Um, Even without the Dell yeah. Boy Barstool. Uh, sketch, you know, <laughs> he, he wasn't listening to the ref, was he? He wasn't listening regardless of the door situation. The door no, is irrelevant. No. The, the, yeah, the door exactly. is irrelevant to me. I mean, how how many fighters who are prepared to go into a second round lean against the cage anyway? A lot of them will get up and they'll walk back, but he, he didn't know where he was because he no. got hit with a succession of legal blows to the side of the head, and that, that's the end of it. Dan, give him, if anything, Dan, give him. A bit more of a chance than he, he should have had, but give him the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. at the end of the day, uh, he, he he called it, and there's nothing wrong with Dan's uh, decision. I even I even posted about it because <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was spot on, absolutely spot on. And I I I wasn't sure if the guy was trying to play the DQ game at that point. No, yeah. as well, that was another thing that crossed my no, mind. No, I think he just... he was sparked. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah, in, in any way, I think, um, as we've all discussed offline as well as here, we've been really impressed with with the the officials at Fight Island and very proud that they've got a UK team out there that's done so well. Definitely. Can I just say, can I just say as well, the, the other, there's a lot of uh, new officials to uh, the... Uh, Clements Werner, uh, Anders Olsen, and um, and Vito Paolillo, an Italian, a Swedish, and a German fella. They've all come through the IMAF system, the IMAF judging right. and refereeing systems, and they've done a cracking job uh, on their respective first UFCs as well. Uh, so big up to them, guys, through the IMAF system. If you want to get into judging, that's the way to go, guys. Awesome. Nice little shout out there. Ricky, anyone would swear you had something to do with the IMAF system. Well, you know, you know me. You know, I, 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 
you, you cut me and I bleed I math, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, just a couple more things to cover off on last night's event because we're nearly 50 minutes in and we've still got another two to go. But I just wanted to talk about the Violence Queen's knee bar. <laughs> oh, my God, that looks evil. Who saw if that? It's, <laughs> if it's ever a, a clip of MMA to make me realise why I don't want to do MMA. <laughs> that is it. To show that to someone before we even get the white belt. Show that. If we're up for it, go for it. If not, that's not for me. I love the way the commentary team as well are like, she won't be able to get it from here. It's not happening from here. It's not her <laughs> <laughs> legs bent in half. Oh my God. And then who predicted Jack the Joker and Kelvin would go that way? Not me. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. I did. What? Did you? Nah. I want to see the betting flip. <laughs> I blame what Kelvin Gaslam's here anyway. It's Kelvin's here. <laughs> I think it, what, it was that he put you off the man bun. Yeah, I think. Well, he's put me off a man bun, and I think he, I think he threw himself off it with the fight as well. He spent more time backstage doing it than he should have, perhaps. Um, I don't know. I didn't think Kelvin looked himself last night. I, I, I know it was no. a good finish, but I, I didn't think he looked himself. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you, Lewis. I'd, like he he said that he had an amazing camp. I don't know if that's just something that everybody says, but it was um we we said it earlier about someone, but it was about Joe Duffy. It was a very um it was a very sloppy defense. Well, no defense. Yeah. It was it was sloppy going into the hill hook, and then he just didn't do any of the right things. Yeah, I mean Jack Hermanson is known for good, great submissions, and he's a really tough guy, but. I don't know. Something something seemed off I, about Kelvin to me last night. Then I wonder something he would drill. Yeah, he just didn't seem he didn't seem right to me last night. I mean, Kelvin is kind of notorious for his career for missing weight and not being the sort of most disciplined outside of the octagon. So perhaps there was something going on behind the scenes leading up to this that we didn't see with everything that he had to go through in terms of you know COVID clearance and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something there, but. You know, we can't take it away from Jack Hermanson either. He's taking a big scalp there and uh, uh, the perfect way to bounce back from a loss last time out for him. So another yeah. European fighter getting up there and, and making a, a dent in the rankings, really. And he wants the winner of Till Whitaker. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's probably a good shout. But I, w I would think whoever wins out of Till Whitaker is going to want to fight for the belt and fight the winner of Costa and totally uh, agree, yeah. Adesanya. So it's, it's a tricky one, but... Yeah, I think you are Cannoneers up there as well. Uh, he's he's still a good fighter. He's he's on a bit of a tear. So lot lot of good fighters in that yeah. division. I don't know. Yeah, and you're getting some abuse from the real tech guy there, Peter. Russell. That's because I froze. Try to freeze that image. I froze and fucking. <laughs> I, I still need. I got. I went to bother downloading it on the computer. So I thought I still need to fucking show it. But I thought I missed something okay. else. I've got another question for you. Hang on, where is it? Here we go. That came about 10 minutes ago because I froze, I couldn't play it. I know it's away from the Fight Island subject, but has anyone else heard a rumour of Derek Chisora making a move to MMA, possibly Bellator? Derek we Chisora did see something about that a while back, didn't we? Derek, Derek Chisora is currently uh, signed to fight uh, Alexander Usyk. And um, if you know boxing, Alexander Usyk is the scariest cruiserweight of all time. 
And there's a really good video of him running on the beach the other day, just going, Derek, I come for you, Derek. <laughs> and, and maybe it scared Chisora so much that he's thinking about <laughs> MMA because I wouldn't want to fight Alexander Usyk. That guy is a Ukrainian beast. And uh, yeah, Chisora's having nightmares about him now, but I can't see Derek going towards Bellator right now. He's getting too much money in boxing. Uh, as he is being promoted by Eddie Hearn on Sky, so and Derek's yeah. not stopping that knee bar either, Rick. So uh, that, that's another thing. If he's terrified <laughs> by uh, by the Ukraine, and he's definitely terrified by that knee bar last night, I would think. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah, he is training in the main, training shoot fighters, and is he? Yeah, he's been yeah, training shoot fighters, and he says he's going to do it after this boxing match. I think David Hayes is manager, so obviously he's got the Bellator connections as well. <coughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. So we'll just need to wait and see. I'm bored of all these crossover fights. I'd rather <laughs> see people who are like stick to what they're good at and see like a really high level of that than see them. Oh, well, we've got boxers in the new UFC game I've... as well, haven't we? We've got uh, Tyson Fury and Joshua yeah. in the new UFC game. So there's always going to be that connection. And if you want, you want, you want an extra million hits in your Instagram to say I'm going. I'm thinking about having an MMA fight. It's all about seeking yeah. attention. So let, let's go back to MMA then. Um, yeah, get uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about, I'm terrified of, you said he'll be petrified of Ngano. That's true, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah we want the gloves back on. Yeah. Ngano's about... overrated. He kind of, he just swings wildly. He's still scary. Um. Let's talk about the fact that <laughs> Joe Benavides is never going to be a UFC champion and he was devastated last night. That was really kind of tough to watch. Um, looks like it was a 10-8 round, if I'm, if I'm not being generous, up until the point where he got caught and then obviously got choked unconscious. Um it was really, really tough to see him go out that way. I personally think it was too close to their first fight, um, but I don't think that he was ever going to win that fight. Um, and I d I'm not actually too sure what's next to him, but Lewis, what did, what did you think of the flyweight title fight? I just thought Figueredo looked awesome. He's just a different animal at that weight class, isn't he? Um, straight yeah. in on point. Going for rear naked chokes over and over again. He just looked a savage. And he, I mean, he won the last fight as well. Like you said, it was not far removed from him knocking Benavidez out a couple of months ago. And to be to be honest, although I do like Benavidez as a fighter, he, he just didn't look in the same class as Figueredo last night. And um, no. I don't think he retired. I think he was still maybe have another one or two fights. But yes, sad that you'll never get that title. But at the same time, you know... It, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And last night, he was just completely outmatched. And, uh, yeah, Figueredo, he looks a, a scary prospect for uh, flyweight and bantamweight, I would think, because he's quite big for, for flyweight, isn't he? Yeah, here he is. And he obviously missed weight last time. Like, the worst thing that could happen to that division is if if he misses weight and, like, they're not able to, to carry on with these title fights. But I don't actually know who you match him up with next. Ricky, have you got any ideas who, who could be next to him? Um, yeah, 
Aaron AB from North Wales. Not even signed to the UFC yet. But, uh, <laughs> being biased towards... Mohuddin, I'd love to see that fight. Mohuddin in a few years. That'd be oh, awesome. I, I, let me tell you I'm about... I'm glad that... He's class. On, uh, I emceed his, his last fight in... I think you were there uh, in Cage Warriors South some Essex way. Oh, it was, yep. it was ple- pleasure to watch. Like so, yeah. I, I, I'll back yeah. with the figure in five years' time, Mohidin. Be a great fight. Yeah. I've I've watched Mohidin many many times now. He brings a massive crowd with him. He's super super talented, and he's he's one of the reasons why I really want the flyweight division to stick around in the UFC. Um, oh yeah. Because. Is, is there is talent coming through it's just immediately for figurado i don't know who there is and they're kind of back to that mighty mouse dilemma of throwing people to him too soon before they're ready because he's, beat, mo- he's beat everyone he's beat everyone throughout yeah. the division as well on his way up so that's another problem they've got i wouldn't be surprised if figurado starts calling up for peter yan straight away if i'm honest i um yeah, like i said he's he's, mass- he's he's big for the weight class and there's not really much at flyweight for him. Um, I'd like to see him t- make a few defenses, but I mean, who he's going to fight is, you know, it's it's anyone's guess Sir at the Ju- minute. Sir Judo, um, he's tried to call Dana's bluff. Dana wouldn't have it. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be back to fight for the, the titles again. Just watch. Well, he, I he think said he, he wants to fight Volkanovski, yeah, because he wants to be the first triple weight yeah. champ. Um, so I could see him coming back if Dana would make that fight. It also is really annoying me that Dana won't say that Aljo's next for the title because um, I think he's more than earned it. But that makes me think there could be sneaky in his back pocket like Figueredo coming up. But to save the flyweight division, I think he needs to stay down there and be active. And Mahudin's got some um, some ideas, but I'd... I'd just felt I did check out the records of some of those people and watched a couple of fights. I just feel like it might be slightly too soon for them, but we shall see. Um, we've got to move on because we've been on air for an hour and we still haven't spoken about Jack Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> so on Wednesday night, you're going, you're he just did everything right, pretty much like he's. First fight in the UFC, but do you know what I love about watching Jack Shaw fight? He never gives me heart palpitations because he's <laughs> always in control. I never feel like it's, anything's going to slip out of his control. He 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 just dominates the whole thing. Lewis, tell me what it was like for you. I mean, I I do get heart palpitations. I'm a big Jack Shaw fan, so just when he steps in there, I get like a little bit of a, a heart. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like you said, he was, it was a perfect performance. The guys in the commentary said it, didn't they? They, they said, compared to the GSP. Um, I love that. Yeah, the, the best comments he could have had, really. But, yeah, perfect performance. He he doesn't look phased. Jack, when he gets in that cage, he just looks completely at home, completely relaxed. And um, I, I interviewed him before, and he said he just uh, is going to go in and impose as well. And that's exactly what he did. So, can't fault it. Amazing performance. Um He's very down to earth as well in the interview after, saying that he'd like to maybe take another fight kind of outside of that top 15. And 
and just improve. Not he's not looking to sort of rush and get just a, a load of fights, and he wants to improve after every fight, which shows that he's got the right mentality for this, and he's looking at the bigger picture yeah. as opposed to rushing through. And yeah, an, another another one in the books for Jack Shaw, and um, I think every Welsh fan now is really excited because the the sky really is the limit for this guy. So yeah, everyone's really looking forward to see what's next for him. Didn't he say that he that he was sloppy in the first round? I yeah. must have missed that. Yeah, he thought he, he thought <laughs> really? he was sloppy. Did you uh, think my... the first round was sloppy? No, well, oh, not, not from my eyes. It was, it was awful. I mean, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with Jack, with Jack, he he has never showed the level. He's never had to show the level he can operate at because. Everything you throw at him, like every time, even in the Cage Warriors title picture, people are saying, Oh, this guy's going to be a challenge for him. Uh, Malone, uh, Jefferson, I think, Jefferson, Airways, uh, Eckendale, Eckendale, yeah. They, they, they say, Oh, this guy's going to be um, a challenge for him, and he just levels up every time. And we haven't really seen we haven't seen what Jack can do because every time he's at the fight, he's brushed them away with so much ease. So one day when he fights someone like a big name, you're going to see the best of him and what he can really do. Cause I, I, I think, yeah. I think he, he just didn't even break a sweat. And no. if, if Dana White said to him, like, I think who's on the card next week? Um, uh, Frankie Edgar's on the card next week. Is, oh. is Frankie fighting Saturday or Wednesday? No, that fight got cancelled. You got taken off, didn't you? Oh, but if if Frankie Edgar's um, Munoz was was um, did he test? I uh, tested positive for COVID. But what I'm saying is, if they said to if they said the tank, uh, oh, because he, he, he brushed it with soys. If if they said to Jack, oh, fight um, Edgar next week. Do you know what? I'd back him to win because I think he, he's got so much in his arsenal that we haven't seen because he's just a level above everyone he fights. He he just takes us, he levels up. He like, you just watch Dragon Ball Z when he level up all the time. and it just, <laughs> He's like that. We don't, we don't even know what he's capable of. None of us do. Maybe no. his teammates do. Yeah. But is so much more that he hasn't had the chance to show yet because he's just brushes up my side with so much ease. So I'm looking forward to him coming up the rankings and seeing the best that he's got to give because it is so much more to give and yeah. it's coming, boy. It's coming. Yeah. Rick, I was going to say as well, out of Jack's whole career, he's 13 and 0 now. I can't remember, apart from one round against Scott Malone, I can't remember Jack losing another round outside of that in 13 professional fights and a bunch of amateurs yeah. as well. That's that's the only yeah. what, one round I can remember him losing was the first round against Malone. He's just been perfect every I, fight other than that. And that first round against Malone, he, he didn't even break a sweat then. He just, like, he just took his time. And when he kept getting up, you could see Malone's heartbreak. But as you said, yeah, Jack was 12 and 0 as an amateur. He was the IMAF European champion, fought four guys in three days, uh, didn't lose a round there. And that was at lightweight. He's, he's 20 pounds lighter now fighting. And a lot of the guys he beat and are still fighting at lightweight. They're so much bigger than him still. And uh, yeah, he's never lost a round. 
uh, apart from that one against Malone, which he didn't lose the round. Like, he lost the round, but he didn't get hurt. <laughs> Not one bit. Like, he just got put in a position that that he weren't even uncomfortable in. So we, we got is dying to yesterday. talk about, about his tweet that's on the screen there um, <laughs> before we all ignore oh, no, it. What's this? What's this? On the UFC broadcast uh, saying great performance from future UFC champion Jack Shaw. So, yeah, shout out Wait. to Peter for making MMA UK famous on the UFC broadcast. And I just want to give a shout out to Aaron Phillips as well, who worked so hard. He was cut from the UFC a few years ago and they chucked him back in with Jack Shaw. So <laughs> for Aaron, I hope he wins his next one. Um, it wasn't his fault that he got Jack Shaw on his return. Bless him. Um, any, anything else that you guys wanted to say about Jack before we move on? Uh, he's the nice. greatest, greatest British fighter I've ever seen at this stage of his career. He's going to become the GOAT of wow. British MMA. That's what he's going to do. That's he's going all the, way, all the way. I've said that for a couple of years now. He's going all the way. Easy. Yeah. He's been doing he this his whole life. This is his life. This is the standard we're going to see from now on. Because Jack's been doing this since he's a wee boy. And we're going to, it's going to, all yeah. the other fighters in the future are going to be like him as well. It's going to be crazy, the standard we're going to. Jack's going to take it to a new level. And then the level after that is going to be even crazier. Yeah. yeah, and it's not even just just the training. Um, it's it's just the pace that they're gonna set his career at as well, and having Richard there to to guide him the whole way is just gonna be, you know, the like you say, the gold standard for for how it should be done. And you know, I couldn't be more happy for him and to see the success he's having. Um, the next UK fighter on the card, it wasn't a happy night for him, Chris Fishgold. Um, I love Fishy. I've been watching Fishy for years in Cage Warriors. I was shocked he missed weight. Um, and he was so disappointed. He won't make excuses for it. Um, and he won't make excuses for the fight. But he said he had... Danny, you mentioned to me you thought he looked knackered. He said yeah, he just had... He wasn't there, He was had he? a terrible weight cut. He did his best to make it. And then he just had nothing in him, like, a, a couple of minutes in. So it was such a disappointing night for him. And I just... I, I can't imagine how miserable it is when you've wanted a fight for, for such a long time. I think it's over a year since he last fought. Desperate to get back in there, and then you just can't get anything going. It must be so frustrating. And he he did he got he got dominated and he lost the decision. It was a very one sided decision. And I just I feel so sorry to for him. I've spoken to him a couple of times, and he just wants everyone to know that's not him. Yeah, even yeah, though the statement is that. Not bend. <laughs> MMA is boring. Don't watch. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it then. Who the fuck is he watching then? The fights this year, the standard of MMA this year has been absolutely brilliant. Every single yeah. fight night has been good. This should uh, be a pandemic every year. <laughs> 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 We're gonna clip that. <laughs> well, don't say that because we had three months of watching nothing. It's just, yeah, it's just that's true. That we're getting it. We're getting it all catching up. 
I'm going to be watching QFC. Uh, Romero, you're allowed an opinion. Oh, uh, I have. have to watch. You're getting the wrong place for that opinion, that's for sure. <laughs> Do we talk about that on air? Can we talk about QFC? I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? Ah, no comment. I've obviously yeah. nothing like it. <laughs> Do you guys know about QFC? QFC, yeah. Yeah, a little brilliant. bit. Quarantine yeah. fight night. That all, the, yeah. all the MMA journeymen are fighting up a mountain. Yeah, where's where's the fighting? Yeah, you've been absolutely entertaining me. I'm quite brilliant. <laughs> That's I, why I wonder, Danny I wonder what I'm not thinking the about. Show. He's only been watching them. That's why I've been listing list of fights, and I'm like, I'm not seeing any of these. Talk about QFC instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so which one are you use a fighter then? Ricky. Undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Rick, Ricky was an animal back in the day. I'm undefeated as well. And Katie as well. Here you go. Let's put our own. Let's put our O's on the line, Katie. Somebody knows my school. Intergender. Intergender. Oh, Ricky, Ricky, don't we? Ricky, we've we've been here before, mate. We interviewed a pilot of these about two yeah. years ago. And it was it was a complete disaster. Like the it was, it was the biggest disaster I've ever seen. Like unbelievable. We're, we're interviewing the boss. Remember, he goes all my taxes here to take me to the airport to take me. To Russia. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Honestly, the it was he was a former UFC fighter, I think, wasn't he? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made up this bullshit story that they were uh, taking these fighters to Russia for a man to fight a woman, but in the end, they just did it in like a shed in the in their back garden in America somewhere, and. <laughs> Uh, and, the, and the, the guy, the guy dived on the floor, and the girl like jumped on top. It was like a fake fight. It was. Can you have fake uh, knee or something? Can you get my? Oh, fake it was, was horrendous. It was horrendous. Honestly, like a pay per view, wasn't it? That was that was a low, that was a low point for us. I think wasn't it, Peter? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of Peter's highlights, I reckon. Have I missed a three and one for QFC? We're doing a three on one, aren't we? Have I missed that? Is that? that oh, I've You're not seeing that advertised now. Three on one, <laughs> we're doing. Who's the one? Is the one a professional fighter in the three or just numbers? Um, I think he he knows how to fight. I've not got the info though. Yeah, I've not seen that one. I reckon he'll win. Right. Is he talking about right wingers in football or the MMA is more popular with right wingers? I, I think he means the racist like MMA. Look, mate, I am a massive tree hugging lefty vegan, and I love MMA. <laughs> so. That question Herbie is Hyde. not annoyed. Herbie Hyde was a boxer, wasn't he? You know, a heavyweight boxer back in the day. Herbie Hyde. Yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was a, a beetle. Remember Herbie? Yeah, the little car. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Herbie goes bananas. That was the best one. No, you're right. I love that one. <laughs> back to UFC. Back to UFC. Yeah. Okay, so bad night for Fishy, but. Send you all our love, Fishy. We know you'll be back. We know you you uh, don't feel like that was you. Um, Modestus Bukowskis. Oh, my gosh. Like, so he oh, actually yeah. had a, a badly injured leg going into that fight. Um, and up until the end of the round, I actually was pointing it that he lost the first round. How, how did everyone else score that round up until the last 10 seconds? I think I was watching Stranger Things at the same time, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought he's losing it. Na- I thought he's losing it narrowly. I did, um, but yeah, so ma- did I. It's Modestus, and like we've seen him so many times in the cage wars, where he'll be under the cosh, 
losing the round and then he'll just pull something out the bag. He's so explosive, so yeah. powerful. And he's calm, you know, he's he, he's confident in his power, he's confident in his ability. And um, like I said, we've seen so many times on this UK circuit now with Modestus. I, I remember once I think he he was losing like three rounds and then he came out in the fourth and, and smashed the guy. So, you know, you ne- yeah. as long as he's in there, he's in for a shot. And um, I think in that division, he's got a long way to go. You know, he's... Um, the, the division is not that packed at the moment, and he's a very talented guy. So, I yeah. think I think Modestus can go a long way in the UFC. Yeah, and I, I won't go over the stoppage because we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Um, we all all agreed with it, but um, I t- like like you say, he's he's used those elbows to get to work his way to TKO victory before. Um, is part of his toolbox, and it was just. It was awesome to see him make his debut and yeah just congratulations awesome to see him pick up the 50 g's as well um just couldn't happen to a nicer guy romero said he lost more than the first round which would have been difficult because the fight was over in the first round <laughs> but, um, <laughs> could you be a second was... you <laughs> so yeah, he. I, I thought it was an excellent start to his career. Um, Lerone Murphy, the miracle Lerone Murphy. I had the <laughs> pleasure of interviewing him this morning. Danny, what a fight. Oh, it's absolutely made up for him. Stayed up for it. I had work the next day, but I knew I had to stay up for it. And it was well worth staying up for. Just what a guy. I mean, I can't... Watch your interview this morning. He says, what did he say? Bad training camp. Um, yeah. Niggly wasn't confident, almost pulled out. Yep. What what a mistake that would have been. He's done his, I you know, know, he's done man team super proud. He took him get, he took him down. Everyone was thinking Ramos would be more than overconfident with him on the ground game. Yeah. I think we even the commentators were like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. His corner won't be happy with the takedown. Finishes him. What what more yeah. is he to say? What I didn't realise until I spoke to him was that he told Bisping he was going to keep it on the feet. So yeah. that's why Bisping kept going, oh, it's not part of the game plan to take him down. Because I was thinking, how would you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, absolutely Yeah, we'd phenomenal. seen him in the lobby and he, he wanted to, to um, give him something to talk about on the commentary. But that was a spectacular finish as well, wasn't it? Against a very dangerous opponent. Yeah, I think the first the first time we took him down, he landed a big shot. I think I think the guy was half half gone from that. But um, before we, I mean, apart from the finish, what were those kicks? Instead of watching footage on Ronaldinho, we should have been watching footage on on Mur- on Lerone Murphy. What's your yeah, language, that was, Danny? That, I, What's I what? think that was probably language? me. Somebody's commented, "Please not curse. Please don't curse." My sons are watching. Danny, you didn't watch it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just excited. I'm excited about his win. I didn't even know I saw. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think Fishy was cocky at all going into that fight. But um, right. no, uh, no, no. Um, we interviewed him before as well. And three he, ta- yeah. he just sounded... three times. You interviewed him, Katie. <laughs> three times, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he sounded confident and like he had a point to prove. I didn't think he was cocky at all. And um, going back to Lerone, actually, I was going to say he seemed so confident in there 
And yet, when you speak to him, he always says that he wasn't feeling confident. And he always says that his coaches have got more confidence in him than he's got in himself. But when you see him in there, he just, he looks so just like natural. And it is the late show, Grant, yeah. <laughs> After the watershed. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was a superb fight. Have you guys seen the meme of him? that they've made of him naked. <laughs> the one where he's showing Dana. Yeah, Danny, I did that one, oh, one dance, didn't you, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> uh, I, I just think that proves as well you're no one until there's a meme about you, and that went viral. So I'm, I'm happy for him. And another Brit getting the 50 Gs, I thought that was just... Excellent. The whole thing from start to finish and the fact that he took it to the ground and finished him there, just superb. I think that he's going to go a long way in that featherweight division. Um, he's had two really, really tough tests for his first two UFC fights and come through it unscathed. And Dana said to him afterwards that he loves him and he loves his style of fighting. So I think we're going to maybe get even a name or a top 15 uh, shortly <laughs> oh please don't encourage him oh no yeah maybe to see nipples. Can, can you turn the brightness down please <laughs> <laughs> you're paler than brett johns <laughs> oh dear so Welsh guys, back to you. Is it Ricky's hair's looking like he's done two rounds with Noxie? Oh dear. Um, just, <laughs> let's go back to you guys to talk about the John Phillips fight. Um, I'm sorry, we got to talk about this one. Number one, I got to talk about how brilliant John Phillips is. Just to to watch him on fight week, he's so much fun. And I've never felt so happy for someone making weight. <laughs> and there was this American <laughs> woman telling him to put his shorts back on before he took his photos. Oh, and he was celebrating. It must be oh, like me. God, likes to so... It must be like me. Likes to take his clothes off when you can. <laughs> yeah. He just, I don't know, he just lights up a room. I find him just, he's someone that always puts a smile on my face. I love seeing him on a card, but obviously this wasn't his night, Lewis. Yeah, it wasn't his night. The thing is with John, I, it's one of the good things about him, but it's also a negative thing about him. He's he's kind of a, a fighter's fighter, a man's man. He'll fight anyone at any time. And I think a little bit with Essex, I think the UFC did him a little bit dirty, really, because the guy he was supposed to be fighting is... You know, a guy who'll stand and bang usually. And um, obviously, John is, is that style of fighter. He prepared for that. And then, obviously, just before he gets on the plane, they tell him he's going to be fighting... Um, Kamzat, yeah. A, a, a decorated wrestler, a big guy. And, um, yeah, stylistically, wasn't great. And he was short notice for him. So, I, I do feel a little bit sorry for him in that respect. You know, he took the fight. He went out there and gave it his all. But on the night, you know, it, was, it wasn't his night. He had a bit of a beatdown and... Um, yeah, sad to see John lose like that. But you know, I, I do hope that the <laughs> UFC keep him on and um, keep him on and, and give him another shot at the Todorovic. I hope that nobody gets cut off the back of any of these losses. There's so much chop and change with the last minute 
like cancellations and like the jet lag and just the the quarantining everywhere and just oh ricky you're getting <laughs> ricky <laughs> why are you so sensitive about this one are you are you able to talk about it well yeah of course uh, um obviously as lewis said john was meant to fight another striker and it got changed and uh i work a lot in in sweden and and when the Swedish fighters fight in Wales, I usually pick them up from the airport. So uh, they've been raving about Hamzat Shenzhev for a long time. Um, he's a welterweight, uh, an active yeah. fightweight. But he is like Alexander Gustafsson's main sparring partner at uh, All Stars Gym. Uh, a Chechen fella, uh, Chechen immigrant, moved over to Sweden to... To, to fight and they have been raving about him. I've had so many Swedish people just like sending me uh, messages. Oh, your boy's going to get smoked. And I'm like, and the uh, thing is, they they believe that he's going to be the next Khabib. They believe he's going to be the next welterweight champion. They they would take a fight with uh, Usman tomorrow. Uh, legit. Okay. Uh, he would. And and most of the Swedes would back him to win. So when I heard John so Rick- going to fight this guy that they're all raving about, I was really nervous because I, John is so entertaining uh, to watch. And um, this guy was never going to play John's game in his UFC yeah. debut, especially when he's a welterweight coming up to, uh, coming up to middleweight to meet John, do you know? And uh, obviously... Uh, Hamzat is very popular with Dana and because he's he's fighting on the next card. Uh, yeah, Reese McKay. Yeah, so that's why I was going to say, how does this well, vote wait. for Reese McKay at welterweight making his welterweight yeah. debut? The ninety-six Cage Warriors um, alumni um, is such a tough debut for Reese, isn't it? Well, last he's got, he's got he um, obviously he's not going to turn down a shot at the UFC. Uh, Reese, of course, I I'm sure he's he's like he's new to the welterweight scene. I'm sure I've seen him in the lightweights. Well, the yeah, the fact weight. he's just come up from lightweight as well, yeah. <laughs> and, and this and, guy's and he, just fought at middleweight. And and uh, yeah, they're not just fought at middleweight. I mean, you know, John is a very big middleweight as well, and he. He handled John with relative ease. Now he's got a fight in a guy called Skeletor. So he's going to be confident yeah. in getting another win. And uh, But you don't say no to the UFC. Reese might pull up the upset. And a lot of the, the Northern Irish uh, contingent are, are backing him to win. And they will. Because um, he's a fighter's fight. And there was no way he was going to turn down his shot. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this fight, but um, I'd love to know what um Rodney Moore made of the matchup because like the um Graham obviously released the footage of him telling uh Reece that was that he was he's in the UFC, which was amazing. But then he goes at the end of it, he goes, "Who have I got?" And Graham just goes, "Men." He goes, "Doesn't I actually, I actually cried watching that and then I wank afterwards to cheer myself up. Oh, Peter. <laughs> but I just wondered what Rodney oh, Moore thought of, of him having that as his fight because I, I would have thought that 
he got the final say on whether Reese said yes, or was it just a case of we'll take anyone, just get us a UFC fight? Well, I, I heard he, he's got a four fight contract, so uh, there's no shame in losing your de- UFC debut on a couple of days' notice during the pandemic. And we, he hasn't even fought yet. There's a good chance he might win. Who knows? Um, Remember, Craig so, White fought in short notice and then he lost them all yeah. after that. And, yeah. then, and then, but he's still got, he's still got another three fights in the UFC after that. I mean, he's not going to turn on the UFC. This, this, this game behind the Northern Irish lad and, um, and yeah. I hope he pulls off the win. I know the Swedes, I know Reza, if you're still watching, you're going to be in disagreement with me here. But yeah, this hope. Reese scares the win here. Reese is a tricky guy as well. I, he's very, yeah, he's very tall. Uh, he's very tall. Yeah. He's long. I, I think he'll he'll offer Hazmat a very different challenge than what John Phillips offered. So it's obviously a short notice for him, but it's short notice for Hamza. I wouldn't imagine he's too familiar with Reese. And I think he's gonna. It's gonna be a hard night, but I think I think he's gonna he's going in with a chance, and uh, I really hope he can win. I am a little bit sad because I was looking forward to seeing Reese McKee fight for the Cage Warriors title, but you know he's he's made yeah. the jump. He's made the jump, and um, all yeah. the best to him. Yeah, but if, if we go back, if go back even further, we wanted right, we wanted him to fight Ross Houston for the belt, didn't we? That would have yeah. been a cracking yeah. fight as well, and then that's all went to shit. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna back Reese in this fight. Um, I, I don't know. He surprised me before. He's let's not forget that he's knocked Jai Herbert out. Like he's, he's. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back him. So I it's gonna be a very, very, very tough fight. Um, but yeah, he's got, he's got a puncher's chance. To do it. He's got a puncher's chance. No, I don't think, think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. He's 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 got. He'll have a good game plan, and I don't think it'll be about having a puncher's chance. He's got, know, a, he's got a good team behind him as well. Reese has. He's got a very good set of coaches and and training partners. So I I think yeah. Reese is going in with a chance. Chris, we are going to come on to Till Whitaker. Um, we'll, we'll move on. Let's let's try and wrap up the rest of this um, card. Let's let's only do the Brits. Um, I can't move off this card without talking about Molly. Um, oh, Molly! Um, she put everything into this camp. Literally, she's from the second that the London card was off. She carried on with her fitness. She wanted to be the first person back in the cage. She couldn't have done any more, tried any harder, and it just it wasn't her night. She'll be back. Um, <laughs> what's Chris saying? You're hey, to the monkeys. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I went to Sweden to have my hair cut. I went all the way to Sweden, met your missus. <laughs> <laughs> I went on, so like, headdress. But yeah, you are right with Lewis's mop. I mean... I like it anyway. Looks Thank like you, Ricky. Young Justin Bieber. <laughs> a fat <laughs> Justin Bieber, Frankie, call me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read that one out, Lewis. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be gone tomorrow. So, Chris Emmanuel. I think we're getting a man bun. <laughs> no, I've had too much stick, Peter. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. I, I, I've been ground down by the masses and I'm shaving it all off. Yeah, let me think about that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not putting my top back on. <laughs> say, what's more important, let me sit in a haircut or you putting your t shirt back on? I think I'm going for the t shirt. Yeah, I think. 
Has oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anybody got anything left to say on that event before we move on? We're an hour yeah, and a half but, in. Yeah, the one the one with Molly though, she as you say, she popped my heart, but you can see even at the very end with ten seconds to go, you think she'd beat give up. She didn't. She actually got back to her feet with three seconds to go and gave her a punch. So that that's how much heart yeah. she got. She didn't give up. She she even thought I could nice. maybe knock her out the last second, got up and slapped her one. So Mo Mo yeah. Molly's Molly reminds me of Tony Bellow. Uh, the boxer, not not just because they're both Everton fans and, and scouts, <laughs> but they they got that huge, uh, they got that passion and 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 Bellu lost uh, early in his career to Cleverly and and then he lost again, but then he came back to be the WBC world champion and I think uh, it's never going to be the last you see of Molly because you know you you it's like you cut a limb off you grow two she's that type of person she she's yeah. um. Should be back. Don't worry about that. There's plenty more from Molly McCann, without doubt. Yeah, it's just hard to see her gutted because she was she was on a bit of a roll and she was doing well and she feels like she's had a setback and like I say, she'd put everything that she possibly could. You can tell. Look at her even physically from where she was when she joined the oh. UFC. Like she's never she, like Jacuzzi though. She's another one like Jacasey who she take look she lost her debut and came back a lot better. She worked on a lot of things. So I think she's she's in that yeah. same boat as Jacasey. She'll she'll take the positives from that and learn from the negatives and she's gonna come back then uh, in much better shape for her next fight. So I I think it yeah, it's it's a loss bump in the road, but Molly's gonna be back and uh, yeah, love love watching the meatball fight. So I th I think she's yeah. over there. Anyway, if you look at her Facebook earlier on the night, she posted a video called See the Nip. So I'd just like to dedicate this to Molly. Free the nip. There you go, yeah. Molly. Individual, <laughs> oh you know what I'm talking God. about. <laughs> we can't unsee that. Molly, Molly, Molly will like it. She likes the nipples to be free. So if you go check right. out on Facebook, you'll see what I'm talking about. So <laughs> two more Brits that I want to cover from 251 really, really quickly. Peter, do you want to talk about Danny Henry? Not really, because he got his ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> no. No, but it's a, he made a mistake. Uh, he's gutted himself. We don't need to tell you about that. I spoke to James as well on the ups. I mean, made a mistake. Uh, I do want to say one thing. Mark won the respect he showed after the fight. I think that a lot of people jumped in that as well when he lifted up his legs and all that to help him recover and all that. So yeah. respect to Mark won for that. Uh, Mark won's an exciting talent. So I take this away for Danny. I can't wait to see what's next for Max won the next couple of fights because he does have mm. the talent. To become a champion. As for Danny, a bit of pressure now, a couple of losses in a row. So hope to take a bit of time out and see what's next for him. It's and so frustrating when somebody's got that one move and you've been drilling it, drilling it, drilling it. Yeah, yeah. And then you still make the mistake and it happens. Like it Bro, you just must be kicking yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's he's he'll be harder on himself than we are, whatever we say. So everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Referees, yeah. judges, whatever. You need to get over. You need it's a mentality now, isn't it? You need to get over that and go on with it. Um, Use it for fuel. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, he's got a great oh. team. At high, he's got a great team at higher <laughs> level, and I'm pretty sure they'll get him going. Let's fucking Oh, Spike. What's the name of the guy? <laughs> 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 Spike. 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 Spike.
Oh, God. oh God. And the other fighter I wanted to mention was Davy Guan. Oh my God, what a fight that was. I was loving that. And I was, oh, I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who was getting knocked out, but I knew someone was. And he he broke his jaw. He turned around to Dana and said, I broke my jaw. He's been in hospital having it <laughs> reset since he got home. Um, but he got the 50 Gs, he got the knockout. That looked brutal as well, didn't it, Ricky? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I hadn't, when the, the pandemic happened and I lost all my work, first thing I did was delete Fight Pass. And then I bought it, ready for this, for Davy Grant's uh, fight. It was the first fight I'd watched uh, in the UFC for months. And I was like, yes, this is what it's about. And, uh, the fight was back and forth. You, you didn't know who was going to be on yeah. top towards the end. And then that just came out of nowhere. And the, he's, had a, he's had a tough career with injuries and stuff. Yeah. He's, been around, he's been around forever. And you look at his fight record and he's, he's just like, he hasn't had that many fights for someone who's been around for such a long time. Really yeah. tough for Davy Grant. What's injuries, isn't it? He's been well. Him and his opponent were both. Yeah. I think his opponent was his first fight in two years. I think they both both of them were in the same boat. Suffered a lot of injuries, and this was like their. And plus, Davey gets his jaw broken, so he got injured again. It just doesn't have no luck whatsoever. But he's such a fucking nice guy. I think he's like the first big name fighter I so met funny. when I started covering the local scene. He's absolutely brilliant. I couldn't be much happier. I'm sure I'm right in saying, if I'm not, then I really apologise, but I'm sure Paddy Houlihan in his book said that when he turned up to the tough auditions, Davy Grant was there in a Jerry Halliwell Union Jack dress <laughs> and platforms. <laughs> if I've made that up, it's really weird, so I better yeah. check that when I get off, but <laughs> it's stuck in my mind and I just thought he must be an absolute laugh to have a, a beer with as well, but it's so nice to see those bonuses go to people like that and I just couldn't be happier for all the guys who've won them so far. Um, we better fast forward because we're over an hour and a half in um, and let's look forward to the Till Whitaker card this Saturday. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do when Fight Island's over. <laughs> it's been just such well, a joy going, to have all of my favourites. The way it's going, there'll be more fight islands. The way it's happening in America, yeah. so they might have to run back over here. So. Yeah, it's not that we're wanting to come over for that reason, but yeah, I've just well. I've seen some of the Yanks moan about um, like the the weakness of the card, and it's like, well, put them on at a decent time for us then, because I'm absolutely loving the the lineups. Um, so yeah, the, let's get get a few predictions for for some of the Brits then. What do we think is going to happen in Till Whitaker, Lewis? Um, I think it's a good fight for Darren Till. Uh, Whitaker is primarily a striker, and Darren Till has, has proven when he fights strikers, usually he wins. You know, they've got a common opponent in Wonderboy Thompson. Thompson knocked mm. out Whitaker, and obviously Darren Till beat him. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll take place on the feet, and I think Darren Till will, will sneak out a decision on that one. He's very good at fighting tactically when he yeah. has to. Like, he comes across, he says silly things online and stuff, and you think he's a messer. And obviously, he does have that propensity somewhere to stand and bang, but he's very good at turning on the game plan when he needs to. Yeah, have, you, have you got him in that fight, Ricky? 
Sorry, Lewis got... No, I was just going to say, I think he, I think you'll pick your shots on Whitaker, and then when Whitaker comes in, I think you'll clinch, and I, I think you'll yeah. take out the decision. I really think it depends as well what Whitaker we see, because obviously he um, walked away from the. I think the fight before his last one with just like wanting to get his head straight. So I guess none of us know where he is with that either. He's a, he's a, he's a well-class fighter, obviously. He got knocked out in his last fight. So we don't know where he's headed at. And he's had a few, as you say, he's taken time out and all. Uh, for Some nasty injuries as well. Yeah. So it's one of those fights that could go either way. I think it will go a decision. I think if, if we get the, the normal Whitaker we've seen recently, I think he'll edge out a decision against Darren, but I'm hoping Darren is evolving as well. We don't know what Darren tells going to show up either. So, yeah, Darren, I hope Darren doesn't just stand there and just try and go for that one knockout blow. I hope he's evolved and he mixes it up and all that. So, it's, I think it's going to be a cracker. I think it'll go all the way. It'll be a decision either way. Nice. From his Gastelum fight, I, th I think that he's definitely, and, and the Wonder Boy fight, he's definitely got him in him to, to fight like that. Who are you going for, Ricky? Tell. Um, I think he's got a momentum, uh, and I love his uh, photoshops. So, like anything <laughs> that keeps him in the spotlight and keeps making funny photoshops, um, he's got my back in a new percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got Costa. If you look at the question now. Costa's yeah, got the after we go to Danny, I was going to ask. Yeah, Daniel, so, yeah. I'm going for Till. I am going for Till. I'm a massive Whitaker fan, but I think Till might head this one. I think Whitaker's going through a lot the last couple of couple of years. So is Till, but I think Till's going to edge it. I don't think it'll go the distance. I think they'll both think we've got really? something to prove. I think we both think we've got something to prove because of the recent decisions and I think it'll be a, be a blasting round either way, be a blasting fight. Yeah. Peter, pick which question you want to. It'll be a huge win for Teal if he gets it. It would no, really no, have to Halfway yeah. through the question, you should, you've No, I just did the question. It. It's the same kind of, it's the same answer. There you go. Who do you, what do you think the winner, should the winner, be the winner of the main event? Yeah, they might get a title shot, wouldn't they, to get the winner of Costa. Costa's got the title shot, is not he? Was that not just announced? I've seen something about that before. I don't know if it, if it was confirmed. But the yeah. Cost of fight is um, September. Yeah, so the, so yeah, it could be the winner, of this fight, the winner of that fight makes I, sense. I think that if Dan Till wins, he will fight Adesanya for the belt. If obviously Adesanya wins, if Whitaker yeah, wins I and agree. Adesanya wins, I don't think they make Whitaker Adesanya again. No. no. Um, and also if if Costa beats Adesanya and Till beats Whitaker, I don't know if they make Till and Costa either. I think they. I, I think it all depends. I think it all depends on who wins in this one. I think they might look to put like, yeah. if Costa wins, they might look to give him someone like Cannonier or someone like that. But um, if Adesanya wins and Till wins, I think that's the next fight. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, who do, who do we think is going to win that fight? God, I'm going to make this program even longer. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> who have we Adesanya. got? Easy Costa. Adesanya round two knockout. Listen. I, I've had this uh, theory that they announced the fight today, but they didn't announce the venue. And um, I'm obsessed with uh, rugby, especially the 
what happens on the southern hemisphere and where has New Zealand have eliminated COVID nineteen? They've gone back to having full rugby stadiums for their matches and they've been watching it religiously. Now Dana White knows this. He was asked about it in a recent interview. And I think Israel uh, Adesanya versus Costa fight will be in a full arena in New Zealand in September. I'm, I bet my life on it. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing a live UFC with an actual crowd in the background. Because as much as I like what, watching snooker, it sounds like you're watching snooker. I, I, I'd rather watch a, you know, like a, a fight with a loud uh, crowd. And I, I want to hear the crowd's reaction. And I can't wait for Israel versus Costa because it'll be the first UFC if my prediction comes true uh, with, a, with a crowd. So can't wait for that. I'm actually enjoying the no like crowd. I'm prefer no crowd. You can hear what they're saying. Yeah. And all that. I love it. And there's none of that yeah. hoo that you get that seems to be the, the go-to noise that everyone makes. I don't know where that came oh, from. That but Rick Flynn. It's from Rick Flynn. <laughs> 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 oh, it's hard as well. Just when you thought Peter couldn't get any more annoying. You know, Peter is that guy making the noise at the events as well. So we've got Paul Craig fighting on Saturday as well. Noxie, you got the lowdown from been... his coach earlier. Yeah, I was watching so... the coach earlier. I kind of give away the game plan. I don't know why they fucking told me it, but uh, no, Paul. No, Paul, the guy, guy Paul's fighting is a monster. I th even though. He's lost two in a row. They usually give Paul undefeated fighters making their debut, but they decided to give him something yeah. else this time. But the guy on the ground, he's, he's a bit of a nutcase. First round, he'll go for you. He'll try and take you down. He'll submit you or he'll knock you out. That's, that is his MO. That's what he's going to try and do to Paul Craig. Uh, Paul can beat you off your back. Remember that last second submission, so it's never over with Paul. But I've got a feeling Paul's going to try and... You'll catch him coming in. Uh it's a very, very tough fight. Uh, Paul's a favourite for a change, but because the guy's coming off two losses. But the guy, I think, is he no one? The yeah. ACA, ACB, ABC, whatever you call it. I think he was a champion there. Yeah. Um, Sambo, mm -hmm. Sambo champion as well, and all that. So it's a very dangerous fight. Because he's coming off two losses, people think, oh, this guy's shite. But he's no, he is an absolute monster. And the first round's going to be epic. He's going to, he's, yeah. He's going to, he's going to come for Paul's <laughs> throat. I think Paul will catch him, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an exciting first down. Put it that way. The guy, most of his fights are first down finishes. Nearly all his fights, I think yeah. he won for the second round. But yes, he'll go for it for the first round. So it's going to be exciting. But my money's on Paul to catch him. But my prediction for the British fighters, especially the Scottish ones, have not been very good recently. So hopefully we get a change of luck. Oh well, best of skill to Paul. Um... Yeah, and also Shogun's on the, the card as well. Shame we didn't get to see that rematch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky, do, do you want to um, indulge Gareth uh, on his... <laughs> I don't know what he means. Uh, it's not one of my catchphrases. So... Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah, I wish we'd, I wish you'd, I wish you hadn't asked that question, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I, I know, I know, oh, I know well, what we... it is. I'm really Welsh. Okay. Um, so... 
we've spoken about Reese already um, and, and gone around what, what we think about that one. So in the interest of time, let's move on to Jai Herbert and Trinaldo. Um, I can't wait to see Jai in the UFC. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I am so, so excited to see him show the world what he can do. Lewis, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Very exciting matchup. Trinaldo, obviously a veteran in the sport, being in the UFC, fought the who's who in the UFC. Um, yeah. And then obviously you've got Jai coming up, who's a Cage Warriors champion. Really exciting. Looked brilliant his last few fights. So I think it's a perfect matchup because Trinaldo is kind of a little bit of a gatekeeper in that division at this point as well. Um, great fight. Trinaldo's dangerous, but I think if Jai goes in with the right game plan, I think he gets a decision, picks him apart, and uh, may maybe even a late stoppage, but I think Jai definitely gets the win. Yeah, Chris Emanuel says there's Jai by a straight up murder. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that happening. Danny, you know that tough, you only watch tough. UFC. So do you know who Jai is? Do we? Who are you on about? Is he in QFC? <laughs> 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 I'll go for him anyway. It's been a great year. A great, a great year for Jai, isn't he? He's just had a baby as well and now we call up for the UFC. And it's been a really right. good year for him. And he's one of those. He gets that UFC call up. He fuck. He's fuck. He's earned it. He's really earned it, and I can't wait to see him either. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a, a full house of of us all saying that that Jai's going to win? Yeah. yeah. And finish. I reckon he's going to get the finish. I'm 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 on the fence about the finish. I think he he might get a late finish, but I think he'll go with the. I think Jai will go in with the sort of tactics of trying to pick him apart from the outside. And mm -hmm. if if kind of Trinaldo then falls behind and comes forward and really aggressively, Jai will look to catch him with something, a nice counter. But he, I, I, I definitely see Jai getting the win, um, even though Trinaldo is a tough guy and one of those gatekeepers. So, yeah, but best of luck yeah. to Jai. But they call Michael Bisping a gatekeeper yeah. and he went on to win a USC belt. So be careful who you call a gatekeeper. Yeah, no, I, no disrespect yeah. to Trinaldo, but he is, uh, he's, uh, he's in that kind of mold in the UFC at the minute, isn't he? Like he's... Yeah. When he's fought, when he's fought the top guys, he's lost guys in the sign of top five, top yeah. ten. He's experienced. I mean, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really good challenge for Jai's first yeah. fight. Oh, it's, 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 hard, it's, it's, a it's a hard fight. It's a challenge for his debut. Yeah, yeah hard fight. That is hard fight. You just don't know what happens when you turn up there for your first fight and how it, how you feel, how the nerves hit you and all that. It's just anything could happen. That's why MMA is fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've also got Aspinall making his debut, the second team Calvon fighter on the card. Um, heavyweight um, talent coming through. Obviously, that division's a bit light. Um, <laughs> I didn't know much about Collier, um, but he's had, I think this is his seventh UFC fight, and he's, he's three and three of the ones he's had already. Um, Aspinall... Um, I think he's lost two fights, but one of them was a DQ for um, was it twelve to six elbows or something. Um, so Mama. yeah, he's he's lost one. Um, in in my opinion. Um, so oh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I don't actually think that the UFC heavyweight division until you get to the top echelons is is that much more advanced than. The European scene. I don't know what you guys think of that. 
Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I was watching uh, one of the heavyweight fights on the undercard. I can't remember if it was... It was one of the fight islands. And I was like, the, the talent wasn't really UFC-worthy. Yeah. And yeah. it was a very boring, lackluster fight. I, I can't give you names. Um, but I was thinking, if that's the standard, the heavyweight division, and then it's the flyweight division that... they you thinking of a comeback, Rick? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm nearly like the heavyweight again now. So I. Uh, I'm. I'm. I have to drop down and. Uh, so I. I let him off. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, you. You're right about the heavyweight division. I think. I think Garrett Hill should uh, make a comeback. He will spark them all out. <laughs> on up the. Daniel, you why know you've got a beer belly getting USC heavyweight division, don't you? That's the way it works, isn't it? That's how you but I like to to um Gavain's point there. Like I do think that Tom can can do well very quickly because it is a, a shallow division, so it it doesn't actually take that many wins to put together. If you're in the lightweight division, for example, it's going to take you a long time to to get into the rankings. In the heavyweight division, you put a, a few good wins together and you could be fighting a ranked <laughs> opponent pretty soon. So, <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Chris Emmanuel there. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm taller than Chris, actually. I don't know. I, we're about the same height. <laughs> Love you, Chris. Um, and then from the same team, we've got Mike Grundy. Um, he got the win over Nad Naramani in his UFC debut, so we know what he can do. He's obviously got the wrestling skills. Um, I'm really excited to see how far he can go because obviously the, the wrestling side of it is sometimes an area that um, the US have, have got um, an advantage over us and they're not going to have that with him. So um, not just the US, but the Russians and everywhere. So... Um, how do we think this fight's going to go, Danny? Well, I'm just looking at his stats now. Eight wins by submission. He's only had the one, the one by knockout. I think he'll, um, Mike or his opponent? Mark Gundy. All right. What about his opponent? Undefeated. Who's, who's he fighting? Somebody I can't have to <laughs> Evloev. <laughs> yeah, how do you say it? He's undefeated. So I don't know. Yeah. Ricky would tell us how to say it. <laughs> He's uh, rushing, isn't he? Right so. He's a tough Ivaliev. motherfucker. It's going to be a tough fight, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. There's no easy fights. There's no easy fights. When I, win, I, don't think there's, I think there's easier fights, though. So there's, yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, he's undefeated anyway, Gwandi's opponent. Um, so, I, I, yes. As you, I think you touch upon a good subject. Of course, anyone who comes from. Russia comes with good sambo, judo, wrestling style. Um, Grundy is probably our best uh, yeah. wrestler in the UK in in MMA, apart from Brett Johns, of course. But uh, <laughs> I'm heavily biased. But uh, Grundy, uh, but Grundy, because he trains a, a team like Cowboy, he's he's not just a, a one dimensional wrestler. They've got such a good time boxing program as well, and. He, he he isn't adverse to throwing his hands. So I, I think the wrestling might be neutralized on both sides. And it, it might be like the time Matt Hughes fought. Uh, I can't remember who he fought, but there's two good ground guys and they end up having a kick really 
sloppy kickboxing match. It might be yeah. Dab, I think. Where they, or Usman they... versus Colby. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. But I, I don't think it'll be a sloppy kickboxing match, but I think it'll be one of them things where, like, wrestling is neutralised, so they're, 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 they're standing yeah. bang. And I think if that's the case, I think he's got enough to... Uh, to get the win, so I'm 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 backing him, and not just because yeah uh, he he supports IMAF with his yeah with his lad who fights in the IMAFs. So you know another shout out to, to IMAF, IMAF there. Right, we're nearly there, guys. Nathaniel Wood, the prospect, <laughs> change of opponent for him. He's now fighting um somebody who's making their UFC debut, Castaneda. I'm probably butchering that, but um, Nathaniel's three and one in the UFC, looking to bounce back from that. John Dodson loss. Um, he's never argued about that stoppage, but I think you can make an argument um, that it was quick. Um, yeah, well, what do you think? He's obviously gonna <laughs> destroy him. <laughs> I Nathaniel... can't wait to see Nathaniel back in there. Nathaniel looked good in his last fight against Donson, I thought. I thought he fought really well. Um, obviously, he got caught. But up until that point, I thought he was winning the fight. So, you know, Nathaniel's been good in the UFC. Obviously, he comes from a great Cage Warriors uh, send-off as well with the title defences and all those knockouts. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think that, that loss to Donson will bother him that much. Really. Like I said, he, he had been fighting really well up until that point. He got caught, as, as happens in the sport, as Peter said earlier. Um, I, I think this... I, I don't know his opponent, I'm going to be honest with you, but yeah, I think, same. I think Nathaniel... His, opponent? his, yeah. nick, his nickname is Sexy Mexi. <laughs> a bit like me, he's sexy. If you give me a kind of Pepsi. He's definitely not. <laughs> I hope he doesn't look like that in there. Well, I do. It'd be an easy <laughs> night for Nathaniel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, best of skill to all those. He's got, he's got Brad Pickett out there with him. Um, so yeah, he's oh, I that's hope he the fight win. that I'm really looking forward to on on this card. Yeah, Nathaniel's got a big. He's got a big following over here as well, Nathaniel. So um, like I said, he's a he's kind of a forefront guy for UK, and uh, I hope he gets a win as well. I think he will. I hope he I hope he gets the win because because it's similar to because. Uh, Brett and Jack have just fought, and I'd love yeah. to, for for Brett and Jack to to fight um, Nathaniel in the, in the next fight. I just think it'd just be so good, and it's like I'm gonna be... hate that fight when it happens. And, and, and it has to be in London. It has to be in the UK. Yeah, can you imagine that in UK I London? Hope it is. The, the you history, and you that, imagine that's it. true. This this is the best fight that I ever saw as well. Was um, yeah. Nathaniel versus Crazy Horse. Um, it was insane. I, yeah, I, I, I lost. Uh, it literally took ten years off my life, but it was it was absolutely incredible. Just it, it got mentioned on aerial show as well. I remember on fights of the year. So yeah, Gus is making his return this weekend against the Doom as well. Proving that MMA retirements aren't real. Yeah, coming back at heavyweight. Um, Come on, Gus. Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. No. I, 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 I just love the guy. I think he's going to get something. 
I don't. He's he's Vadum is looking sloppy. I think I don't good, think he's putting enough into training camps. He's he's lost to um, Olenek and Volkov in his last two fights. He doesn't, to me, look like someone who's motivated by the right things to keep getting in there. I don't know if he's doing it just for the money, but he just doesn't look like his heart's in it to me. Um, and presumably, Gus's heart is in it to come back. It's a good first fight for heavyweight and to, to test the waters. He's not going to worry about getting knocked out or nothing. It's not going to be good for him if he if uh, Vadum grabs all of him and gets on his back. I don't think. Like, I I've got a feeling he's going to get subbed. That's true. Really? Okay. Yeah. You both think that. Okay. Big shout out. Big shout out to former Cage Warriors Women's Champion Pani Kenzad fighting as well next week. She she's my friend. Yeah. Shout out to her then as well. Is there anyone else you wanted to shout out before we go, Ricky? Maybe IMAF again in case anybody didn't. Uh... No, no, no more IMAF shout outs, Ricky. You've got to start. You've got to start paying some money to MMA UK for all these shout outs you're giving. That's fine, that's fine. Nah, no more shout outs. Just, uh, just uh, <laughs> IMAF's the best. <laughs> <laughs> IMAF and QFC. Or QFC. Daddy, it works together there. <laughs> where do where do people watch that, Danny? Facebook Live. I, I just yeah. keep I keep keeps popping up on Facebook. I think um who does it? I think Adam Tay. I keep seeing when he watches it, it pops up on my feed, I think. But okay. you can't even, I think you just added me the other day, I can't remember his name. But it started off in a field, didn't it? And now it's kind of in a boxing ring and all that now. So well, I saw an MMA fight yesterday. It was about half a second long. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't Louis, know what MMA we think about that. Yeah. Anything I've missed that you wanted to talk about before we go? No, not like I think of. I, I really want to get one of these QFCs now. I, I think that's going to be... Uh... <laughs> Something on my hit list to get to in the future. Live event. Yeah. <laughs> Did Wes, Wes O'Neill not win a fight? The guy who never won an MMA fight. It was like 0 and 50 or whatever. I think he won one on two FC. Oh, Danny or no? Danny's a super fan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've just seen a few of them. I think it should Jordan, be a new Jordan rule, though. But... Jordan Wheater. Was that Jordan who it was? Wheater. Jordan we don't think his name is I don't think he's ever every time I've emceed him sometimes a couple of times in one night he's always lost so uh, I know they're desperate to get him a win but they keep feeding him people <laughs> and he still keeps losing so it's like, it's like that Wes O'Neill they'll, they'll, somebody will pull out he's been up to Scotland a few times he was at Evolution of Combat uh, he's been on top they'll take him in and put him in against a killer in the last minute uh, he just folds up within 30 seconds never win a fight <laughs> Don't be wrong, he's saving the guy. Obviously, the guy's been in the fight camp and trained and all that, so he's saving them. You know what I mean? That's why people use them, the independent fighters, to save a show and all that. So the guy's yeah. talking about So it's good that kind of way. Yeah, I needed him the spot. Right, let's see if we can wrap this up in under two hours then. Peter, is there anything that you've got left to say? Don't, the only thing I can think of is. Michael Bisbing has been getting a bit of a slagging. Obviously, it started with Dan Henderson and all that. So I started looking like social media and all that. And a lot of people, mainly Americans, are slagging off Michael Bisbing commentary. So just people stop. I, th I, I think he's really, really good. I like it. 
Yeah, I he's good. good. I, I, yeah, I, he's always been one of my favourites. This he has got something about when there's a takedown, he he thinks that it's going to be scored even when nothing happens, even though in his head he knows that's wrong. But he's talking about the fact that somebody might have lost the round just from being taken down, and that pisses me off. Because we give, need to stop perpetuating that. Give the guy, give the guy that. a break. He's only got one eye. Yay! Yeah. Aye, yeah, aye. True. He's only seen <laughs> half the cage, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right. Um, I I prefer Dan Hardy's commentary to Bisping's. And I think Dan Hardy works so well with John Gooden. I don't think John Gooden and Bisping have found that flow that John shares with Dan Hardy yet. But I Why is Dan like, not there, Rick? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. They split, it up. They split them up. Dan's He's been gone out today. Deep. Oh, he's, 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 he's gone out today. But, but so that's I like how Bisping. No, Bisping I like went personal, home. I like how personal things are with Bisping. How like he relates to his personal experiences, and he like when he was talking about Jack Shaw being uh, the next GSP now thing, and he's like, Ah, ah, no, GSP knocked me out, knocked me the fuck out, and all that. And it's like, he's, yeah, he brings he brings that. It's a lot. He brings his personality into it, and I like that. And I think Americans don't like that because they they tend to not have personalities. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got they've got a good mix in there. They've got Dominic Cruz, people like that. You've got DC and all that. They've got quite a tall elder and all that. They've got loads of them, and they got a good mix and all that. I like Dominic Cruz, he's usually up for an argument with one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the Fel I, I really like Felder and Dan Hardy together as well. I do. I think that's yeah. uh yeah, that's another good together. combo. Um yeah. but do you feel like perhaps um Bisping's encroaching on Dan's commentary a little bit now though? Is that is that gonna be a thing from now on, do you reckon? I think that was um Dan's choice not to go out till now. I might be wrong, but um yeah, it because it, up until this one, um John was doing wasn't doing commentary, was he? It was only the last one that he did commentary for. So, yeah. One thing I will say about Bisping, just adding on to that, was I don't know if you've seen the last episode of Dana White's Looking for a Fight. Um, I oh, thought my Bis God. So Bisping was Bisping was absolutely hilarious on that. He's a great character. So even oh if he's not God. much commentary anymore, I definitely want to see him on that show more because he's, he's such a funny guy. He's got, the skydiving, Lewis. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. He really fits in well with Matt, Sarah, and Dana as well. So, yeah, I like Hilarious, your mama. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, we've got okay, more we'll comments coming. Hang on, hang on, Jamie. Hang on, hang on, here we go. We've got more comments coming. Here I really go. need the toilet. Yeah, hang on. Shout out to Malin Hammondson on Brave in Romania tomorrow. Yes. Good luck uh, to the Herminator. I've got one more. the show. We've got one more. We've got the name for the QSE owner. There you go, Danny. Darren, Darren Moffat. Moffat. Yes, Darren that's the guy Moffat. at QSE. That's it. <laughs> Can I just say as well, for anyone who's stuck with us for this two hours, thank you very much and well done to you. The true, true <laughs> well done to you. Yeah, definitely yeah. well done. I, I don't know the Twitter figures, but the Facebook live viewers have been quite good all the way out. It's been double figures all the way. So. I think it's because of my nipples. But... No, no, I really don't think through. it is, mate. I know. I really I don't think nightmares. it is. Yeah, I more often. think it's the longest show. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it is yeah. a record-breaking show. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to us for this long, and they definitely don't want to look at Peter's nipples for that long. I think he wants another T-shirt or Fight Fuel. I think that's what it's about. 
<laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you all so much for your time. Um, thanks for your predictions and your summaries. And I can't wait for this Saturday's fights. I'm buzzing. I don't know what I'm going to do after this, honestly. It's an earlier one, um, isn't it? So what main cards we can yeah, stay it starts up. at 10. Starts yeah, at 10. Yeah. So so main cards at 1. Yeah, that's doable, people. We've got this. Thank you. Night all. Bye.